side A. Hello and welcome to the first annual Macrofab Engineering Podcast Star Wars Christmas Special. I am your guest, Josh. And we're your hosts, Parker Doman and Stephen Craig. That was great. Thank you. Absolutely flawless. So as Josh said, this is the first annual Star Wars Christmas Special, something like that, right? Yeah, the Macrofab Engineering Podcast episode number 46, where we are going to be taking apart uh, Star Wars and dissecting... Uh, all the different sections and looking at the engineering and the mathematics and the science behind it and maybe even delving into some of the weird spiritual stuff with the Force. So yeah, so I guess we'll go ahead and jump, jump right in with the vehicles of Star Wars. So the vehicles in Star Wars like ships, land speeders, all that good stuff. Um, so the first thing I really want to talk about too is like, is like hovering. Because we can't do that here on Earth, at least yet. Uh, besides, you know, the hoverboards that you usually see aren't really hoverboards. They're just like segways without sticks on them. <laughs> um, so, but, so, like, let's say uh, uh, Luke's uh, speeder on Tatooine, right? Yeah. Um, so I actually was doing a little research on how you can make stuff levitate like that. And actually, the, the Star Wars lore says it's actually maglev. So okay. It's actually levitating by magnetics. Um, and so I did a little research. I figured out that there was a a uh, a research um, group that actually was able to levitate a frog in a magnetic field. So just a large magnet produce. Yeah. So well, the reason why the the frog was able to levitate levitate was because it was diamagnetic, um, which water is diam dia diamagnetic. So like humans are diamagnetic. Uh, I, I, they chose frogs because it was um, they have more water. Yeah, in frogs their have a really high water content. Yeah, so put them in a magnetic field, and you have a better chance of actually doing. Yeah, making them levitate. Um, Doesn't that require an absurd amount of power, even still? Yeah, because it took sixteen Teslas of magnetic flux, which is a lot. Like I think the Earth is is one point five Tesla. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's enormous. Now they actually did uh, some other stuff too. I think they levitated a strawberry too. Yes. Uh, so I guess it's anything that has a high enough water content if you juice a magnet high enough. Yeah, so you could put, um, if, if, if Tatooine had water underneath it, yeah. underneath the sand, you could, you could levitate off that. Or you put, I guess, water inside your, your ship. What if there was just a high iron content in the... Possibly, sand but then you... rock of Tatooine. Well, what if, yeah, that's possible, but then you have other hovering... Things like on um, Endor with the speeder bikes and that kind of stuff. Maybe the entire Star Wars universe is incredibly ferrous. Yeah, everything's <laughs> made of iron. Yeah. So, um, so actually, if everything is just so incredibly ferrous to, to that level, the gravity on the planets would be enormous. So these people aren't human. They're just like <laughs> ultimate superhuman yeah. to be able to withstand that kind of gravity. Yeah, so yeah, back to how much power, right? Um, so they were using four megawatts of electricity to produce this 16 Tesla field. Um, and I figured out, like, you know, a common frog weighs about 22 grams. 
<laughs> and so I'm like, okay, you know, the, the land speeder is about the size of a small car. It's about 1,200 kilograms, according to Wikipedia, what a compact car weighs. Um, so that's about, um, let's see, well, I'm looking at my cheat sheet real quick. Oh, yeah. So um, that that would mean to levitate a car the same way, it'd be 211,000 megawatts of power to create that Tesla field, uh, basically to levitate it. And that's like 8.4 million Teslas. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, let's, put this into, let's put this into perspective real quick. A coal power plant, a an efficient coal power plant... Um, Three, four, five megawatt is is what you're going to expect from the entire plant. Yes, uh, going going you know full power. So uh, I'm going to say thumbs down on this. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. say I'm yeah. going to say this this ain't going to going to really go well for you. I would imagine in the Star Wars universe there are many more efficient ways than diamagnetic levitation. Yeah, pro- probably not relying yeah. on on water. But the thing Especially is, because because it sort of by context suggests that the the land speeder is sort of like it's the Pinto of Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the it's the gremlin. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the crappiest car available. But in the movies, if you see it, everyone has them. Uh, they're all over the place. Uh, so yeah. so this is this is a technology that isn't an, for the elites. It's no, all over yes. the place. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting though is those power requirements seem absurd. But if they, if in the Star Wars universe, they have crazy like hyper matter reactors and stuff. But if they just was able to master fission, like fission batteries, if you took a double A fission battery and basically took the mass in a fission uh, in a double A battery and converted it all to energy, it would be two uh, two quintillion joules of electricity. So well, not there, electricity, there's but joules of energy. Yeah. There's energy you need for your what would you have me how many uh Teslas? Uh 16. 16? Yeah, no, no they, uh, that's, it was, that's um, way beyond 16 at that point. <laughs> yeah, it was um and some to spare for your iPod. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So so you well, no, talk- but your phone still has a like 3% charge <laughs> and you can't get it past that. <laughs> Even with your fission battery. Yeah. So you got 200,000 megawatts that you need or that's actually watts is joules per second. And so that one AA battery, if you converted it all fission to like uh, joule power, you could actually run this hovercraft for 100 days, 113 days. Wow. So if they've mastered fission, which it's, they probably have, um, yeah, that kind of stuff is possible. Now, a human underneath that kind of like amount of magnetic flux, you might get all the iron ripped out of your skin. <laughs> But it is possible. Actually, uh, there's a, there's a great YouTube there's an link. X Men movie about that. Uh, there's, there's a YouTube link about the the um, uh, the strongest magnet in the world. It's forty Tesla, uh, just an absolute beast, and uh, you cannot be in the building when they turn it on because uh, it will rip the iron out of your blood. Uh, oh, that it's, sounds fun. It's, it's that powerful, <laughs> and it's funny too because in this in this YouTube video, the uh, the camera crew uh, were too close to it when they turned it on, and it wiped. All the footage they had well, previously before that, and they were a little bit perturbed to do that. It's a really efficient way to format your cards. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. But but I think and that's actually the place format where they levitated the frog. Yeah. So we need to post that link. It's a cool one. Oh yeah. Regardless, so if you look at the the Can't, wait, wait 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 let's go back to the frog. Um, <laughs> okay. okay well. With all that power. Yeah. yeah. 
and and so the, the frog survived sixteen Teslas. Okay, right. So 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 with the diamagnetic properties of the frog, could you ride the levitating frog? If you had more Teslas, probably. Or you to were small enough for your weight. Yeah, or you were okay. small enough to fit on the frog. So wait, what's the point? I just, of, I, what's I, the point I, of I, having I, speeders if we can just hover around on frogs? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Everywhere. Giant, that's what I'm saying. Giant like no, no, SUV no, no. Still, frogs. no. Still, what did you say? Common frogs. Common frogs. <laughs> but just the common <laughs> frog up underneath the middle <laughs> of the chassis of yeah. the speeder. Oh, you just have like the most efficient you look, travel. You like, it's amazing. You you walk up to the speeder and it starts croaking. <laughs> yeah, and you look underneath, and it's just like a hundred thousand frogs, frogs underneath your speeder. <laughs> and you fill up with tad with tadpoles. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I could see tadpoles it being like Back to the Future. Sorry. There's a Mr. Fusion in the eat? back where you yeah. drop frogs into it, you know, to, <laughs> yeah, to yeah. recharge the it. frog capacitor. Right. Yeah, frog right. capacitor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Awesome. So that, that's how <laughs> land speeders work. In well, Star we figured Wars. that out. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> put it, this has been put to bed. We understand it now. We got it now. Yep. Next. Um, <laughs> so in vehicles, the, uh, another big one is TIE fighters, right? Yeah. 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 Um, TIE's twin ion engine, mm-hmm. right? And we actually have that technology now. Um, there was the, I think, Deep, was it Deep Horizon? Was the... Um, the experiment? Yeah, it that, was, yeah, that was the satellite that, well, not a satellite, it was the Deep Space Probe for it. Yeah. Um, Deep Horizon? Uh, wait, think, that's the I Gulf, don't think it's Deep Horizon. I think, it's deep, that I, I think yeah, that's okay. right. It's it's something <laughs> something about that. Um, you could call that a science These are very different forms of energy. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, though, how they work is you have two sheets of, of uh, stainless, and you charge one up with a, a positive charge, one with a negative charge. Xenon gas goes through, gets charged up, then accelerates towards the other charge plate, and then shoots out the back of the satellite. And that's how an ion drive works. And they're really great because they're very efficient. Because you only need to carry xenon gas with you. Um, it's actually very similar to the way a uh, vacuum tube works. Yes. Um, but the problem with them is you don't have a lot of... You don't create a lot of force. And these TIE fighters are, like, zipping around like crazy. And they're, like, some of the fastest fighters in the galaxy. Sure. Um, so, sure, we have that tech, but... I don't think you can get it to go that fast. Maybe well, you use and a they're lot not carrying gas. around gas canisters inside those things. I I seriously doubt it. It's some form of of energy drive where they're just converting. Well, if if you look at the two panels on the side of a Tie Fighter, they're solar panels. Yes, they're gathering energy that way, and somehow they're taking direct energy from sunlight and converting that into thrust. And well, and how much thrust they're. Pro- you know, producing to move that quickly, they're somehow having like a greater than one unity on their solar panels. Sure. What what, what happens when you go into the shadow of the Death Star or something like, like if you get behind the planet that's now in between you and the and the solar source? You just so, gotta hope. You just gotta hope that you don't have any rebels behind you. Well, in in a New Hope, when when everyone's on the Falcon and they're just about to be caught by the tractor beam. They, they see a TIE fighter, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's Obi-Wan who notes that that's a, that's a uh, short-range fighter. The, it, you'd never see one of these out in deep space. Well, they and don't have for, hyperdrives. Well, hyperdrives, but also the fact that they don't have a long range. And that's probably due to the fact that they're an energy vehicle, and they have to store that energy in order so to... So they're, they're, they're green. 
green? Yeah, the the Tie Fighters are oh, green. Oh, oh, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> like mm. because as yeah, we not, all know, not the color. Not yeah. the as we color. all know, sustainability is real important to the Empire. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, they they won't you know mine planets completely barren of all their steel <laughs> to make make Death Stars, which yeah. is a really good segue into. The stormtroopers are vegan as well. I don't know if you knew that. Sorry, <laughs> stormtroopers are vegan. Well, I, it Lot would be quinoa on the Death Star. Maybe they just force <laughs> them to be vegan because it's more efficient. Uh, sure. Because can you think about how many cows? You, if you had to make a burger for every single person in the Empire, dude, Camino, genetic cloning. I mean, I mean, they got cloning down. They're gonna clone. Oh, every, just clone cows. All the beef they need. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> It's it's great because they don't talk about like Star in Star Trek you have replicators where you oh, just wait, can, like, did, generate stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, but in the Death Star, they just have herds of animals that they're slaughtering and, <laughs> and feeding. Like, that's but, like half of the Death Star right but, there. But 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 wait a second. I I I think I just broke maybe what was one of our first rules. Like are are we are we considering because I believe Camino cloning, that's all prequel. Uh, lore. Oh, what, do, I think do we he need assumes to, that the prequels don't exist. Well, no, no. Well, I'm not that there. I'm not there. I'm just saying. Do, do uh, are we are we referencing the science and technology that, that, of? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Of the of the prequels as well. Prequels well, are canon, so anything right. that's canon. So okay. wait, wait. Fair. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. May, pull up, pull up your your history here. Do they call the stormtroopers clones in four, five, and six? Anywhere in four, five, and six? I think they mention it. Yes, they do. So yeah. therefore, they, they, talk about, they talk about the Clone Wars. They, yes. You're right. They do yeah. talk about the Clone Wars. So, I th- I think it's acceptable to to kind of backtrack by using that. But when did they become clones? Because in seven, they're not clones. Well, seven is after is thirty years after six, and after that time, they stopped cloning and just started just getting people. What <laughs> the regular way? Yeah, the regular <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah. Recruiting. Recruiting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> In <laughs> a, a recruitment office, uh, yeah, that, that's way less efficient. Just all than those cloning. posters with Vader. I want you now. Yeah. You know, like. Wow. <laughs> I can uh, a, uh, a stormtrooper doing the the we can do it pose. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Empire propaganda. Can, I'm and, sure there's tons and, and, of and, and, and oh, yeah. in the background. Is like the de- is the Death Star that's half complete. <laughs> yeah. So, ne- so never forget. I I when I was a when I was a child. I remember watching Star Wars a ton, and I missed a huge part of Star Wars. I thought when they when they destroyed the first Death Star, the second one that pops up, I thought that was at the, like the exploded portion. <laughs> that I did. I thought that they had like didn't blow up the whole thing, so that was the same one. <laughs> and when when I finally came to that conclusion, I was like, oh, I've missed a lot. <laughs> That's the whole. It's the whole thing about government spending. You know, yeah, why yeah. have one when you have two at twice the cost? Right. Right. Exactly. exactly. And then, and that being said, in fact, we we were talking about this the other day. Did they have multiple? Were they making a ton of them? Uh, Death stars. That is. Oh yeah. At the same time. Probably. Yeah, sure. Why not? You know. Why not? You, they yeah. had a fleet. A fleet. Star fleet of, of Death, Death stars. stars. <laughs> but what did they name them differently? No, because the second one is seriously is the called Death, Death, Star. Star 2. Death Star 2. Right, right. Okay. They got smart in episode 7 and named it something different. <laughs> right. Well, it was The Rebels have never figured out. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, the best part of it, when they kill, when they blow up Star, or Star Killer Base. Star Death Killer? No, Star Killer Base. Is that which what is it's actually, called? Yeah, Star, Star Killer, Killer Base. Base. And that yeah. actually was the original last name for Luke. Skywalker, yeah, Star Killer. Yeah. Really? 
So it was a homage. I think it was a good that. move to change the name. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, I, I completely forgot where I was going with that one. Anyways, we're going to the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're in the yeah the weapons that's a perfect of Star segue into yeah. the Death Star. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so the Death Star is ginormous, right? Um, they, I mean, they even say it, that's no moon because they think it's a moon. Um, but the thing is, it's actually pretty tiny. It's only 160 kilometers, I think is what it was. Um, By what measure? What, what well, it's 160, uh, 160 kilometers in diameter. No, I know, but like, I guess uh, well, okay, I'm trying so to do this all Earth, night, but what is your source on that one? That source? Um, yeah. The Wikipedia. Well, but, but I'm saying, do they, do they say how they arrived? Is it, is it by relative size? I think it's relative size. To something that was given a measurement. Um, I'm just oh, saying, no. you know, in, in, in science, you're, you're, I think you're, that's just, your accuracy of measure is, like, the most important thing. So, yeah, yeah. Well, like, like, we got Josh knowing. calling us off on uh, calling us out on measurements. I, I, the, the, I, the, the, in the last thirty-five, phone, phone, phone's ringing. Part. Oh, that's uh, not that's, my phone. That's my oh, phone, actually. Okay. Uh, it says your battery's dead. Oh, great. <laughs> in the uh, in the last thirty-five years, I'm sure there has been countless nerds who've sat on their television screen with rulers, measuring <laughs> out like yes. the height of a human is this, yes. the falcon is this, therefore yes. the, the hangar door is this wide compared to well, a human. Okay. And actually, there is a scene when they're pulling the falcon into the Death Star with the tractor beam, sure. they show the width, or the, uh, actually at that time it's the height of the trench yep. uh, yes. as they're pulling it in. And so in that scene, you can gather some form of information. Well, because you can compare the X-Wings also to the trench, right. X-Wings to humans. Right. Ah, there we right. go. There, you go. there yeah. you go. There's your point of so, reference. <laughs> so it's 160 kilometers in diameter. Earth's moon is 3,474 kilometers in diameter. So the Death Star is like an asteroid. Yeah, actually. And there was a... Um, I looked it up. I basically started looking in what is a similar size in our universe. And it was one of Saturn's moons is actually really close. But let's be fair here. You say it's small. Uh, it's a, a man-made 160-kilometer diameter is sphere is a large object. Yeah, that's correct. Because <laughs> I think the... International Space Station is 100 meters. <laughs> um, so we're a couple order of magnitudes yeah, a off. Few, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, 160 kilometers. That sounds like the width of Houston. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's yeah. probably a little smaller than greater Houston. Yeah, than yeah. greater Houston. So convert Houston into a sphere, and you have the Death Star. Ah, yeah. that's I found great. it. I found it. The, um, the moon Methone, which orbits Saturn, has a diameter of about... Um, 160 kilometers. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. We have that, that in perspective because I've seen that me, moon so we, many times. We know now for sure methone was George Lucas' inspiration. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. I don't know if it was discovered by then, <laughs> right. but that's besides the point. It. Yeah. Um, anyway, so you have this ginormous warship, right? Mm. Um, so I actually found a, st a group of people who actually already did all the calculations for me of how much steel you would have to have to build this thing. And it's funny, they use the density of a warship that oh. we build and just scaled up to the Death Star. I can't wait to hear this. Um, the steel, the cost of the steel alone would be $852 quadrillion. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, the raw material. Just the raw material. Okay. And that's about, um, let's see, uh, 1.08 times 10 to the 15 
tons of steel. So 15 zeros of st- yeah, it's just insane. D- d- does does the planet Earth even have that much? Yes. Really? We can build like <laughs> so yes, we've got uh, this. Uh, yes, yes. This uh, is good. I think I think it was like you, we can build about 100 of these things. Oh. We have a, there's no wait, problem. Wait, wait, wait. You pull that much steel off of the Earth. You've changed the Earth's oh, mass yeah. oh, significantly. Yeah. You yes. change the orbit of the Earth in that case, and it's lighter. Damn. It's yeah. lighter, so it's going to get closer <laughs> to the sun. We're not fixing global, global warming by making Death but Stars. But we have a fleet of Death Stars with which to escape the Earth. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, but so anyways, we, we produce 1.3 billion tons of, of steel a year. Which sounds like a big number, except that when you compare it to 1.08 times 10 to the 15 power, it would actually take 800,000 years to mine all this steel. <laughs> so they have a lot of people mining steel to make these Death Stars. Especially when they make Death Star 2 in like six years. Droids. Well, lots of droids. Yeah. We have to make the but droids. But how many droids? How much steel do you need yeah. for the droids to build the Death Stars? <laughs> build the Death Star. Yeah, okay. And then I've looked into... Because the big thing about the Death Star is it can blow up a planet, right? Sure. Um, and so I, I basically Googled, how much energy would it require to blow up the Earth? <laughs> Which is probably awesome on my... Thank you, my Google, because inter- yeah. you have answers to yeah, exactly. everything. Um, and I, I went with the answer with actually obliterating. Because like, there's, there's energy required to basically wipe the surface of the Earth. Sure. But I want... Complete, molecular utter, separation. molecular level you want, obliteration you want of the planet. Alderan level of destruction. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that would require... Hold on. It went, okay, there, there it is. Uh, 2.24 times 10 to the 32 joules of energy. Okay. That's a... Uh, All of these numbers are well outside of yeah, this, this understanding. Is, this is, give me some megatons, man. Like, like yeah. how yeah, many... Yeah. How, okay, how many, so how, uh, okay, how many this, Castle Bravos we talking So this is the thing. <laughs> yeah. This is the thing. Um, in one second... The Earth, uh, the, the Sun generates 3.8 times 10 to the 26. So it would take about across six. Across the entire surface. Yeah, across okay. the entire surface. So it would take 6.8 days of power from the Sun to blow up the Earth, which doesn't actually sound like a lot. Well, actually, well, okay, so come to think about that, if you roll that over to, uh, I may be jumping ship. No, that's jumping, fine. Uh, if you roll that over to what the star. Death killer, the death star, star killer, star base killer, <laughs> star base killer, whatever the thing's called. If that thing star consumes an entire sun, then it has way more than enough energy to destroy the planet. Uh, it destroys what five planets at when it shoots it. Yeah, yeah it, it kills like a whole that. system. It, yeah, holds it. Yeah, and so it could do that ten Easily. times over. Yeah, fifteen yeah. times over. Wow, interesting. And yeah. yet somehow contain it. Within itself. Within, so yeah, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. I actually did research on this thing as I well. I have no doubt. <laughs> All right, and, um, so I guess that, that's... We can go right into um, uh, Star Killer Base since it's similar to Death Star. Please. Um, that's the thing is like when people first started wa- like that movie, people like crapped all over that weapon. Star Killer Base. People Why? complained about it. I um, did. Yeah. Why? Because it's ridiculous. But the thing is, it well, makes come, well, way more on. sense than a Death Star. It do- totally does. Ah, okay. We're gonna we're, we're diving into something here that that <laughs> that I think I think is is really important. The gloves are coming off. Yeah, that's right. Okay. The old Death Star. They don't explain anything about it. They don't explain where it got its energy. They don't no, explain no, they how say, it got no, its energy. They say it has a hypermatter 
reactor in it. Great. I could say it has it has a whole bunch of double no, A's hey, in there. This, that, this is what we're talking about, right, though. Right, right, right. Yeah. So they don't they don't explain it. So it, it has a level of mysticism as to how it destroys. And I don't need to be told every little detail on how it destroys whatever it does when it shoots its big laser beam. But the star base killer, whatever it's called, it it is very clear how it accomplishes its goal. It 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 consumes a sun worth of power and then launches that out. Now, that is just not physically possible. And that is what kills me on there because you cannot compress a sun into a smaller area within your planet. You effectively just destroy yourself by doing that. How is this even possible? See, this is what's going through my mind. I didn't solve this, but you have to realize in the Star Wars universe is... The First Order or the the Galactic Empire, they basically have mastery over every single force. Sure, magnetic force, um, nuclear force. They can except con- for the force. Except for well, there's <laughs> Darth Vader. There's a few controls. people who have some right, mastery. but but in terms of like like institutional widespread control. Well, what about yeah. um, the First Orders and the rumors that they're going to have force weapons? Force weapons. Well, that's kind of, that, that's. That's coming that's up, to, right? To be discussed. To yeah. be discussed. <laughs> Anyways, so they, they have all masteries of the Force, so I think they could have solved the problem of basically, because they're going to suck in the sun, right? Right. And basically they're going to be compressing the sun down into a smaller space that's the planet, and so basically you'll be creating a black hole. But I'm going to assume that they've the engineers of the Force First Order have solved that issue. With some trickery. Well, okay, so let me, let me go into a quick... Well, think, the black think, hole itself would destroy the whole system. Correct. Well, not, what, what if, well, that's if everything got near its event horizon. What if you made it so small that its event horizon was small? The mass of a black hole in the center of a, of a, of a solar system would with it, fairly quickly pull in all the planets. Most, the, 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 the common thought right now is most galaxies have a black hole that, that keeps Super the galaxy massive. together. Supermassive yeah. black hole. Right, but a Different s- solar systems do not have black holes themselves because they just would not exist. Yeah. No, of course. So, yeah. so, so here's the thing. A sun keeps equilibrium, or not a sun, a star keeps e- equilibrium due to the exploding force outward and gravity inward. Oh, inward right. So that's how a sun maintains its basic mass and shape. So... Constantly near the the center of a sun, you're converting elements into heavier elements. Once a sun has converted its internal core elements to lead, lead no longer pushes out at the same rate that gravity pushes in, so a sun collapses. I thought it stops it. I thought it's. I thought it stops when it's at iron. Like not the the whole thing doesn't become lead. No, no, the whole thing doesn't become lead. Right. So what actually you get you get one of two things depending on the size right, of the, the star. The white dwarf or the The white dwarf. dwarf where it explodes outward or you get a collapse, a complete And the white dwarf is the stable collapse. Right. Supernova full explosion. Exactly. Okay. So, in order to compress the sun into or whatever they do into a smaller area, you have to add energy to do that. Correct. Cuz you have to compress more into it. So are you you would you more can, rapidly be converting. Well, yeah, you can just siphon off from the sun that you're sucking in that energy. But wait, if, but if you if you can target the sucking of said sun energy, yeah, you might as well just suck up the planet you're trying to destroy. Save yourself a step. Well, the thing well, is, the the Star Killer base could actually, it when it fires its weapon, the energy that comes out of it actually travel travels at sub 
hyperspace. It's what they call it. And so it can actually almost instantaneously travel across the universe and hit whatever you want. But it takes time in the movie. It actually travels. Very dramatic. Well, I very think that dramatic was oh, extreme time. I think that for was everyone, uh, for everyone on their balconies, too. Yeah, I think that was J.J. <laughs> Abrams' yeah. stuff. But if you actually very read... Very Bruckheimer moment of, yeah. of yeah. Force Awakens. Sorry, continue. See, so I, I, the idea, I think, would have been awesome if they didn't consume the entire star. If they grabbed some power off of it and then shot that. That would make more sense. Well, they... That makes less, they fired, like, awesome they, sense. They fired it almost twice. So they, they fired cons- five times. They, well, well, each no, shot is shot. Five, right. five bolts, bolts or whatever. Yeah. It's a it's a shot. It's a shotgun star killer. It's, it's a shot. It's a sawed yeah. off yeah. planet it's a shotgun. <laughs> so a, tar- they, a targeted sawed off. That's yeah. That's yeah. Right. So, so that sun that they were or or star that they were stealing energy from gave them two shots. So they 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 kept some reserve yep. in there for. Shot number two. Two, yeah. f- two firings of multiple shots. Yeah. Right. And I actually was thinking is, is <laughs> sure you have this like thing that can shoot the star energy out, but you could completely disrupt the solar system if you just suck the sun away <laughs> and then hyperspace back off. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Like, right, because then the planets just scatter. Sh- yeah, just shoot off. Go- Not to mention the 50,000 other ways you would effectively be able to wipe out a planet before you have to destroy the star that the planet is <laughs> rotating well, around. I'll put it this way. Is the Empire was never really good at... Efficiency. Like, efficient <laughs> weapons and stuff. Yeah, if they're spending this much money to make a single laser beam, you'd think they could have committed genocide in a completely different way. You know? Yeah. Well, it's it's sort of a it's sort of like it makes sense in, in, in a way that once you have mastered the the gun, the like the the phallic, the elongated weapon. Sure. That at some point you you hit a critical mass moment and you're just into the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why they built two. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> it just has to get bigger. I'm just going to keep pointing yeah. to our death, our death <laughs> star. star Christmas. Oh, wait. By the way, do listeners know, have we indicated that this is all being videoed? Uh, no. Well, would you like to do that? Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> this, this is going to be going up as a podcast, in. right? Yeah. Um, but we'll also have a video cast that will be up on YouTube. So check that out. Yeah, check that out. Plug, self-plug, meta-plug. There we go. Moving on. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it for the Starkiller base slash Death Stars, right? I, I, I had one more thing I want to say. So, uh, because it. this is going to be apropos later. You, you say the, there's a mysticism to the way the Death Star works. And, and I challenged that because uh. of the fact that they say they use a hypermatter drive. They're using technical language that is admittedly meaningless, but still, it's it's technical language, not mystical language. So, that's that, to me, that's an important distinction that that the empire and then the first order is using science, technology, brains and brawn, and the Jedi, by contrast, are using this very mystical force until. Until they the get prequels, and we'll get right. we'll get to that later. But, right, because they have a very but, scientific term that destroys it all. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> just ruins all of the spirituality of the force. Oh yeah. Anyway, but but to your point, doesn't that endear you a little bit more to to the fact that they in, instead of just going with this completely meaningless terminology, Star Killer Base actually 
has something. I mean, obviously they picked it because it's something that visually could be represented in a great VFX kind of way. Sure. So in that sense, staying within within the confines of, well, we have a technology and we're juicing it. It's the same thing that Han says, you know, so it's bigger. Like, that was my favorite line in the movie. Like, like oh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just, just, pull, just... Pull, breaking the fourth wall of the Disneyfication of <laughs> Star Wars in one glorious moment yeah. with all the Han cynicism that we all felt... But still, it just worked for me. It was Starkiller base worked for me that hmm. that like in, in in a visual sense, it it stuck with the rules in a great way that the prequels never did. I see. Okay, one rebuttal to that. Yeah, I have a curse in the fact that I'm stuck with an engineer's mind. So when I see something, I usually have to analyze. How it does the thing that it does, but you, but you, you, you didn't choose to do so with the hypermatter drive. Well, hang on. Okay. Here's 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 the thing that's great about the original three, uh, four, five, and six. You were yeah. like ten when you saw them. Well, but but here's what's great about it. <laughs> this ten-year-old engineer's mind. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, okay. yeah. You're right. Well, my Legos could do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they only give you enough. Eight p.m information to imagine mm. i was able to connect the dots in my own way the death star works in my way different than probably everyone else's way but i was able to figure that out myself because they gave me the result of it doing something and they gave me some technical bs that doesn't really mean anything i get to say oh how does it do that as opposed to Here's the exact way it does it, and oh yeah, that can't actually happen. So it would have been. I un- I understand. Yeah. So it would have been better if they fired it and then like and then shown the shot of it sucking up a sun. <laughs> so it gave you it gave what? you so it gave you the what it did and then how it did it later, which is exactly what you. No, I think I think, yeah. I think what he's saying is like even when the when the movie's over, he wants to be able uh, to. Okay. Well, and and it kind of it's kind of the same sort of thing where like. In a, in a horror movie, if they don't show you the monster, you are allowed to explore that in your own space. And make it more dramatic. And make it sure. more dramatic yourself. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like, we were just talking about Hellraiser just, the, just <laughs> earlier today. They show you everything. They get the, yeah, like, yeah. On a silver platter, it's like, here's everything you need to know, and you just consume it in that way. But the old Star Wars, like, the speeder bike, they just say, oh, it's a speeder bike. Right, and that's just it. You make the make it your own reality in that sense. But they, you know? but they say the Death Star is powered by a hypermatter reactor. Well, why is that? And, why, why is and, the and hypermatter has, reactor Luke any has, different than sucking the sun? But, but why is that any different? Hey, Luke has to go to Haji Station to pick up some power converters. Woohoo! Like, who cares? It just adds to the lore. No, go but back it allows to, me to kind no, of piece. Go back it to Death Star. Why does it? Why is the <laughs> hypermatter reactor any different than sucking up a sun? I, well, I, I, I have, I, I will put forth, the, put forth a theory as to why. It's because the hypermatter drive is a is something that a ten year old has to grapple with. A <laughs> <laughs> starkiller base, something that a thirty year old has to grapple with, and that is, and that is the the one of the beautiful things of childhood is that you like there is in. Technically, just as much mystery to the way that Starkiller Base works, works as yep. to the way the hypermatter oh, sure. works. Yet both of them still have the 
worst defenses in the galaxy, obviously. <laughs> a, um, a single port of failure. Yeah. <laughs> Which didn't bother either 10-year-old or 30-year-old. Exactly. Um, but I, I, I think... I think that's that's interesting thing to think about. That as technically minded people, even which we were, even when we were children, we still had that there. There's still an, an abil- the ability to be sort of technically innocent in a sense, and just sure. be, and just suspend technical disbelief. But we still enjoyed the new film in ways that anyway. I, I'm not sure where that's going, except to say I understand, I understand now. You're your problems. <laughs> um, the old Death Star is better. <laughs> I still think it makes way more sense to turn a planet into a weapon than have to build this enormous Agreed. moon thing. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. because ha- I mean, what percentage of the Death Star was just the, the basically support infrastructure. scaffolding yeah. infrastructure to hold the weapon? Yeah. 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 Well, and they build it from scratch. Right, you know they they got no huge waste nothing, of could, yeah. quadrillions of Quadri- dollars. Yeah, of steel. yeah, many, yeah. many. Yeah, and it's always it always puzzled me too. Is like, you know, it makes sense for a small ship like the Millennium Falcon and 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 what what are they called? Um, what are the Imperial ships called? The big ones, Star Destroyers. Yeah, Star Destroyers when they go into hyperspace, right? But think about something like a Death Star, which is it's pretty big and it can go into hyperspace. Star Killer Base can go into hyperspace. <laughs> That's how right. it moves around. Yeah, that, so think about this some, is the more troubling stretch, thing, right? Now, but then so it has to eat another sun, sun to in order to travel. I, so I does it just turn around and shoot the sun and and just kind of like? Well, no. What, what if it? What if it? That is a much what if greater feat out? than destroying a planet. Is getting something of that mass to travel any velocity yeah. of note through the galaxy? So I guess um, we'll we'll talk about hyperspace a little bit later um, since we're on topic of weapons. Um, but, um, yeah, I guess we'll go to lightsabers now, right? Turn to side B. <laughs> <laughs>